There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yoga Revealed Podcast. Namaste. From my heart to yours here in Boulder, Colorado. It is a new year to make a change. It is a new month to shift. It is a new day to evolve and a new moment to arrive here and now. This is Alec Vishal Rubin and I am grateful to be your co-host. Today I am excited to introduce you to a brother of mine, Raw of Earth. Ra is a kundalini yoga teacher and founder of Kriya of the Week. He has been in the business world through gym ownership in LA and now operates a successful network marketing organization with Purium Health Products. He is here to share the human technology available to you through Kriya and more. Namaste, Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin. Happy 2021. I am so grateful to be here with you in your hearts, in your ears, wherever you are on our beautiful blue and green planet. Namaste. I'm so grateful to be joined by a brother, Ra. You might know him, and if you don't, you're about to. Check him out. Tune in. He is a humanologist. He is someone that I've known for a couple years, and I've just viewed from the sidelines, and we're both incongruent through the ways of cultivating self-reliant healing systems. So my brother, Ra, thank you for joining me, man, on Yoga Revealed Podcast. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here, Alec. Thank you for having me. I love it, brother. I love it, man. It's a beautiful day. Where, where are you coming from right now? Right now, I'm in Mount Shasta. Yeah. I know you recently moved out there. Yeah. Well, we've been here almost a year, actually. Wow. <laughs> Time was wild. Last year from LA. Way cool. That's a big shift. Yeah. I love Mount Shasta. I came up here about three or four years ago to 
with this group of people to, it was like a group of light grid workers. And we were activating this part of the planet through a meditative ceremony. It was crazy. I actually astraled inside the mountain. It's a volcano. And that's said to be where the, the Lumerians are. And it's one of the only times I've, I've projected out of my body. And wow. that was a very interesting experience. So when it came time to move out of Los Angeles, we came here. Wow, that's amazing. LA to Mount Shasta. I've only been there once and it is a powerful vortex. Well, I'm excited to have you on, man. And you know, the, the first question that I always love to ask people is, how was yoga revealed to you? Okay. Yoga was revealed to me. I met this so a long time ago, actually, <laughs> I would say 14 years ago. Nice. So I moved to Los Angeles in 2006. And shortly after I moved to Los Angeles, my entire world got rocked moving from Michigan to Los Angeles. I basically entered a different dimension. And I, and I didn't know that this sort of life existed in Los Angeles coming from kind of a smaller town in Michigan. It was like a different planet. And so I immediately shed any sort of story or expectation of life. I was very, very open-minded and open to experiences. And I met this lady who was a energy healer to a lot of the celebrities, A-list celebrities in, in Los Angeles. And she also was a Kundalini yoga teacher. And she would have once a week, these very, very intimate, small private sessions in her house with like one to four people max in her, in her living room. Mm -hmm. And I started going and having uh, experiences with that and also having a lot of discussions with her about reality. And this lasted for about a year. And during that time, my entire being started being able to seemingly manipulate reality. And, you know, the manifestations and the thoughts turning into things, all of that was coming into complete alignment. And it was the first time I'd done anything yoga related. And so my, my first introduction to yoga was chanting and holding my arms overhead for 11 minutes straight <laughs> and like somehow like, like trying to tap into some external force to keep those arms overhead. And I really started learning about these things that I had no understanding about, but then I, I would think about things during the day and then 10 minutes later they would happen. And so this was all happening when I, I moved to LA to start a gym. And so I really, I really believe that my Kundalini yoga practice was the reason how I created a gym in such a short amount of time in Los Angeles and rose up through the competitive, like it's so competitive in Los Angeles to start a gym. And the practice had me so aligned and so on point that I was creating magic essentially. And I, and I started a business uh, through Kundalini. And then the business got busy and I, I quit doing Kundalini. I revisited it about 10 years later, but, and, and normal traditional yoga, but I, I 
I didn't do the downward dog warrior flow stuff to start. It was, it was straight into the, wow. Straight into the hardcore stuff, the Kriya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I know that you're really big on Kriya and I definitely would like to expand upon the gym and, and your manifesting generator, pretty much what you just said. I'm a generator. I generator. manifesting generator. Cool. Cool. So I'm, I'm curious, like how, how is it, what is Kriya to you? For those who are listening are like, what is Kriya? He just said this. What is Kriya? What does Kriya mean to you? How has a Kriya, how has Kriya influenced your life? So Kriya in Sanskrit means to do. And essentially it's a practice that tests, calibrates, strengthens all of the technology of the human being. And for me, I see ourselves as the original technology, right? So for hundreds of thousands, you can even say millions of years, depending on your concept of time and and the human being in relationship to time. But for a very, very long time, we didn't have things like iPhones or computers, right? Where we can just tap a few buttons and the next day a pair of shoes shows up at our our doorstep. (laughs) However, people were still the same. We, would, we, we figured out how to use our body to have a similar outcome as the pair of shoes on, on the doorstep, right? We figured out what, what, how we could use the body to have impact on our internal environment and our external environment because there really is a connection there. I don't want to say an illusion of separation because that might just be too, uh, might be reaching too much, but the, the human body, we kind of all assume is just everything inside of our skin. Right. And we also kind of just think everything is happening in our brain. And the rest of us is just this like mechanical machine that dangles off our brain and carries us around the world so that the pilot behind our eyeballs can have an experience. But when you really start looking at the system of the human being, it can't, it can't survive without a heart, right? But it also can't survive without the sun or the earth or the air. And so putting the human being and the technology of the human being inside of our skin suit doesn't really make sense. And it really extends out into reality. And because we have this connection, we can utilize through Kriya Ask, we can we can utilize practices to to like I said hit buttons to be connected and and steer towards realities of our choosing through things like breath movement mantra uh, mudra meditation all of these things allow us access into the realities of our choosings. And then eventually you don't need to choose into a reality and then you're perfectly in harmony in all states, in all places, in all times. And that's, that's kind of the, the direction that you're going. That's beautiful, man. You have such a insightful and profound explanation of what Kriya is. And to me, it's almost like you, we are, we're regulating the spirit to get in the mind, body, soul alignment of now. Right. And, and now the concept of the past, present and future that that the nowness is the encompassing all of time. Right. And, and I think the 
I don't want to, there's, there's different ways of looking at present moment. There's, there's disregarding the past and future and only being now. And then there's the, I would say the more ascended where you, where you start getting into stories of ascended beings. It's not that they disregard the past and the future. It's that they, their perception encompasses the past and future within the now. So it's almost like a whole unity of past, present, and future. It's this new thing. And that's yoga union, right? And so it's it's a union in time and a union in places so that it's not just our individual self, but it's all of reality experienced Mm. through ourself. Mm. So I think that's kind of the goal. And when you can really experience all, all there is, time and places through your observation, then it really colors in your life and you can do some really amazing things and have some fun. I love that. And, and uh, I was a, I owned some gyms. They were CrossFit. They eventually ended up being CrossFit gyms. And I was a very, very competitive CrossFitter. You know, top couple hundred in the world, you know, out of tens of millions or hundreds of millions of people. And I wasn't working out. I'm very, very injured. I, I have a, I played hockey since I was three years old and I was a fighter and the guy whose job it was to hurt the other team. So I have three tears in my left shoulder, three tears in my right shoulder and my labrums. I've got dead nerve in my right knee, a dead nerve in uh, C6-ish, in between C6 and C7 vertebrae. I'm very, very injured. So I wouldn't work out. I wouldn't really train. However, I could show up to CrossFit competitions against guys who were taking probably performance enhancement drugs and working out from the time they got up to the time they went to sleep as professional athletes. And I could still compete, win a lot of competitions based on my alignment to what we're talking about. So it's not just a theory. It's not just a thought, oh yeah, it would be nice to be connected to everything. I could not touch a barbell for 12 months, show up to a competition and outperform people that were handling barbells every single day. And it almost was to the, it was to the point where it was shocking to me. It was very, very shocking to me that I was world-class at a sport without practicing it. And I, I did a lot of research and I, and I, and I started putting the pieces together and that's where I'm, that's where I'm talking from. That's the perspective that I'm talking from right now. It's not just make-believe. I was able to prove on this physical reality many, many different times that I can not only succeed in business by creating a gym, I could succeed on a physical platform and outperform people physically by utilizing my energetic, my subtle energetic strengths. And being spiritually attuned. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And you know, what, what I'm really gathering from what you just shared is the commitment that you have to your own sense of studentship and also serving and also teaching. So that to me is encompassing the word that's on your Instagram, humanologist, right? What does that word mean to you? I don't know if I still have student and teacher. I I might've taken that off, but I used to have like student and teacher. So humanology was actually is, I think... I mean, it was probably coined by several people, but I I heard it first from Yogi uh, Guru Singh, who I believe got transferred that 
that word from Yogi Bhajan. And I actually talked to Guru Singh. I said, hey, is there like a, is there like a copyright on this word, humanology? And he was like, he said to me, he said, you know, uh, Yogi Bhajan used to say that the word copyright means right to copy. And he said, so you go ahead and use it. <laughs> and so that word, it's not a word that I made up. It's a word that's been used for decades. And it, it's, it's the study of the human technology. And we are, I studied exercise science in school. I, I studied biology and physiology and, and all, all of the, the stuff we get taught in school. And getting into yoga, this, the, the, um, the, I would say the Western viewpoint on the human body, especially when it comes to gym knowledge and exercise, right? everything's just kind of like focused on losing weight and performance and building muscle. It's laughably simple. Like it's, it's laughably so surface level of what the human being is. When you start looking at the Eastern ways of looking at the human body, it's so complex and dynamic and connected to, I would say, forces that are just not considered hmm. in, in America in school. And then you start looking at all other cultures, Native Americans, uh, they also had the same, the same concepts, right? Like we're connected to the earth and there's no separation between it. And I, I started discovering that culturally and religious and, and ph philosophically all over the world, all of different times, there's, there's underlying threads about the human being and how we operate. And one of the main concepts that I discovered was everyone's talking about the elements and the elements show up in different ways, but primarily it's light, earth, air, water, and then ether or consciousness, right? So essentially everything is this that we know of on this planet and, and especially us, we're a combination of light earth, air, water, and consciousness, right? Even a plant is a combination of light, earth, air, and water. And then there needs to be some map, some, some field or consciousness that, that makes the plant shaped the way the plant is and, and acts the way the plant does. And so I, I looked back, I rewinded. And so I, I said earlier, I took 10 years off of yoga. I meant I probably took five years off and then I started doing traditional yoga to, to keep my mobility, mm. but the whole time I was studying. So I, I was, I was intaking knowledge into the brain about these things. So I started going back and looking, how was I able to perform so well? Yes, I had intention. Yes, I was meditating, but what else was there? And I realized that most of the time during the week I'd be working and I would go to the, to the beach and on the beach, I'm literally just laying in the sun with very little clothes on the earth, breathing air that's coming off the Pacific Ocean. And I also drank really, really high quality water and breath work. And I started realizing that like, okay, so there's a way to get stronger by tearing your, your muscles down, right? It's like a very destructive way of gaining strength. And then, and then everything gets rebuilt stronger. And that's a very... American way to think about things, you know, and then, and then there's a way to just 
add the elements into the body. And that I presume was the reason why if I have an abundance of light, earth, air, water, and I have my consciousness aligned to first place, then that's going to allow me to perform much better and, and use my technology. So I would be, you know, after a CrossFit competition, I would be shaking, right? Like it's something I learned in a yoga class. You just like shake up and down, right? You're like, you're, you're flushing the lymphatic system. You're, 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 you know, relaxing the nerves and all of these things are just kind of overlooked in, in traditional exercise. And it's just regular stuff in a yoga class. Wow. And the, the, the yoga is the thing I like about yoga is that it's so vast. Mm-hmm. You can go in so many different directions. It's not just one thing. And I think, and I hope that people are coming, becoming aware of that because I didn't really know there was different types of yoga. Yeah. Like, cause you, you, when you get in, when you call, when you go to yoga studio, you kind of just start doing, you know, Downward Dog, Warrior One. Chaturanga. <laughs> and that's all good. And that's all awesome. And you can have a lifetime of experiences within that. But then you add chanting into it. And that's a whole nother. Game changes. Yeah. I, I relate, man. I relate. I, my journey in yoga started 10 years ago. And it was a core power yoga. And I never forget where I come from. And I went through these iterations of hardcore power yoga into Ashtanga yoga, which incorporated chanting. And then four or five years of Ashtanga, the last four years I've been in Iyengar yoga, wild enchanting and a strong pranayama practice. And it's, it's this deeper state of going inside and being able to align frequency of breath with what does my mind and my body and my spirit need that the asana can serve that is not so push and pull and it's more stabilize structure and create integrity in this physical body meaning every like yoga does not one size does not fit all for a yoga asana you know so i i love i love hearing your journey man it's way cool and you've got so many tools the uh yeah the I think no matter what, so what I started realizing is that there's, there's meditation, there's, there's yoga, there's chanting, there's breath work, there's running a marathon, there's doing a CrossFit workout, there's painting, and all of these things are, are kind of doing the same thing, right? Like there's a thread that connects them all and you're, you're, you're coming into present moment, yes, you're, you're releasing the distractions, but you just mentioned the word alignment. You're aligning to this, this, to the real reality, right? It's beyond the words that we use to describe things. It's like, if I had a gong in here, it's, 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 it's just like this, it's this nameless thing. Mm-hmm. It's this nameless thing where we're like all powerfully connected to something which might be no thing, right? And I don't even know how to describe it, but it brings you out of the world that, like the perception that we're, how we're taught to view this world. And like I said, you could be in the middle of a marathon staring at somebody's shoes in front of you for 10 miles. I haven't run a marathon, but I, I assume that's what it, you, you can get into this flow state 
And flow state's another interesting concept where you can you can perform and act in greater ways than should be possible. I studied a lot about flow state as well, but it seems to be that like you could, you could take the concepts of yoga into any aspect of life and perform at a spiritual level. Like for instance, Michael Jackson, there's, you know, there's singing and they're singing well. And then there's like somehow bringing in something more into the voice and projecting it out. And I heard stories of Michael Jackson. He was connected to the ether and he would call his manager at like 3 a.m. and be like, hey, I have an idea for a song. We have to do it now. Gather everyone. Otherwise, Prince is going to produce the song tomorrow. Like he knew that like there is this other thing he was tapping into and that other people on the planet had same access to it. And you can see that like when he's singing, he's doing it at this heighten you can say spiritual level and i feel like any aspect of life you can be performing and operating at that level and that's where the great people are existing right and that's why when people like steve jobs who's inventing technology he's captivating to everyone everyone is like more in alignment with these people than they almost are with themselves right? It's like hearing and witnessing these people that are great at things is, it's like a harmony that we long for. And I feel like it's because they're tapped, they're tapped into this, this thing that resonates out of them into reality. And it actually changes reality. If you're familiar with, there's a study by the Heart Math Institute. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they hooked up a whole bunch of people to machines in an apartment building. And these were unrelated people, but they're related by, by location, right? And they started noticing that people in certain apartments were affecting the emotions of people in other apartments, like above them, on the sides of them. And that's, that's to be expected because the heart is an electromagnetic resonator and it's, and it's projecting out a field of energy around us. So of course it's affecting the other people around us. But then they started saying, well, who's the stronger one? Who's doing the affecting? And what they found was the people that have the, the psychophysiological coherence, the, the body, the, the brain and the heart, the heart brain and the head brain are coherent. They're doing the things every single day that are in alignment with them. And so I took that and I also know that there's a gut brain on top of that, but the people that are in most alignment with what they're doing and what they're thinking and who they're being every single day are not only having effect on the people around them, but we exist in an electromagnetic universe. And this electromagnetic universe, there's no like things, there's just shapes. Everything's just kind of like a vibrating shape of energy in geometrical fashion and our resonant emotional forces may be able to change the shape of how at least how we experience it if not how it is showing up how it is experiencing itself wow so profound Ra, i'm, I'm curious for those who are listening who are like yes I want to be able to cultivate that spiritual frequency of being so in alignment that life is now just happening. These downloads are coming. 
I'm not just manifesting. I'm generating. I am. I am. Like I, I am. What would your three tips be to those who are seeking to be like, yes, I, I want that. I know I am that, but there's a gap. What's that gap for, for some people? What do, what do you think your top three tips would be, or just a few tips that would be to support people in getting there? Yeah. So I've got, I've got two I can think of off the top of my head and and one practice that you can use. So number one is realize that everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. So we really, and that's, that's a subscription that's not easy to take on, but uh, you like when, whatever you perceive is absolutely perfect. It is happening exactly as it should. Otherwise Mm. wouldn't be happening. Okay. Mm. And that means everything that means child labor that means slavery that means the president that yeah. means 5g that means covid that means your parents and what they did to you when they when you were younger everything is perfectly as it should be and that could be a lifelong practice in itself but so that's number one and i can get a little bit more into that but number two is as a result of that you have to stop complaining that means thoughts. That means when someone cuts you off in traffic, it's not just not saying motherfucking idiot. Like it's, <laughs> it's actually not thinking that it's like, you, you, like, are you able to, to practice to the point where you don't even think it and you don't even try to not think it right. It's just nice. He, he did that and I'm still safe and I'm still going in the same direction. I'm just <laughs> 10 feet back from where I was. It's not when you think about it, it's like, if I were to tell a five-year-old this, they could grasp this concept better than an adult who's learned the programming that they're in a race down the freeway for some reason. And like there is no, there is no race. Bob Marley said, the day you win the race, what did he say? The day you win is the day you quit racing, something like that. Uh, so so it's, it's realizing everything's perfect. Stop complaining, which uh, is kind of the same thing. And if you're not, if you're still complaining, then you're, you're, what are you doing? You're dis, what's the word I'm looking for? You're, you're discounting. It's not really the word, but I'm going to use it. You're discounting the fact that you are, you are everything or you are the God figure of this. We could, we could even go so far to say, and the, 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 the third thing is that I think, I think the realization is that people want to control like, okay, I am all I want to, I want this, I want that. Like if we can realign our concept of desire and think about it more as being connected to a future reality where let's say you do have some sort of shift and also not be completely attached to that. So when you do have a desire for something that is currently not in your reality, it's really important if you actually conceptually want it, that you're not, you're not like striving for it now, because when you want something and you're saying, I want a new car, I want it. And you're actually, you actually get to the point where you're unhappy that you don't have a new car. Now that is a form of complaining or not 
being in awareness that you don't have it now. So it's this, this kind of like, it's a combination of the two things that I said first, but it's realigning your, your concept of desire to really believe that you have everything that you need now. And that the fact that you feel this urge for something, that's a pull you're connected into a reality where you have it and trust So that's where trust comes in so that you can stay in alignment with that. And if you start longing for it too much, I want it now, I want it now, I want it, this sucks, I don't have it, like I want it, I wish it was this way. Those feelings start breaking the alignment and you actually start strengthening the connection to a reality where you don't have it because that's what you're aligned with. You're emotionally fixated on not having it. So that's a really subtle one that I learned uh, Oh, there's one more thing. I'm sorry. There's one more thing that's super. So these are the things that I had to take several years, like everything, like the road rage thing. It was literally like three years of, <laughs> of like awareness of like, this is something I'd like to, to transmute into something else. And it was like three years before I, I honestly don't care. What, and someone could hit me right now and it would be a, a cop could pull me over. And I'm just like, Hey man, how's your day? Like, like this is their job, right? It's not like they're trying to get me. It's, it's their job. (laughs) Uh, So, um, okay. So realize everything's perfect. Stop complaining, realigned your, like the way that you, you have a relationship with desire and four is understand that there are no others. And, and everyone will show up as you. So whatever your vibration is, I, I started treating everyone as if like they were literally me. And then after it happened very quickly, after like a couple months, every single person that showed up to me, mailman, cashier, friend, relationship, they started showing up like talking about the same things that I want to talk about. Like it was insane, right? It wasn't just the person. Like I remember like guy comes and delivers water and he's like, uh, he's, he's like Hawaiian and he's like connected to this tribe in Hawaii. And then like a week later I go to this event called disclosure fest in in Los Angeles. And he's like the one leading like the dance of like all these people. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, of course, this is the guy that showed up at my door the other day. And so if you can align that everybody is equal as you are, then that's exactly what will be. And then also what goes on in that realization is that if people have been showing up shitty to you, then you can maybe make the connection that, if what I'm saying is true, then maybe you've been showing up shitty to everyone else. Like you've mm-hmm. been actually Reflection. resonating that. Wow. I think that those four or five tips are absolutely centerpieces to how we get to align ourselves into our now to be able to generate more great things in our lives and self-reflection of who we are. I think it's, that's awesome, Rod. You know, on the light of uh, traffic a couple of years ago, I, I resonate because it took me a couple of years ago. And I remember I was late to a meeting that, and I'm punctual. I'm punctual <laughs> AF. I love being on time and I definitely adhere. I subscribe. I like that 
pro- that word. I subscribe to the protocol. If you're not early, you're late. And that, right. that's I, I, always. And so a couple of years ago, one of my buddies was like, Alec, take, take a breath. Just know this. I was in traffic. You are participating in traffic. You are no more important or less than anyone else in this traffic jam. Everyone's trying to get to where they got to go and you are participating in traffic. Hold that. And that, that changed my life. That was like six years ago. Yeah. You're a part of it, right? You are. We are. <laughs> I love it, man. So earlier you had, you had dropped, I think it's a great segue. You had dropped a note on how, what was it? On how gut health in our brain, our, our brain, our brain that lies in the gut is also directly related to alignment. Can you expand upon that? Yeah. So all of this that I'm talking about, it actually started before I moved to, to Los Angeles. And when I actually, I reverse engineer how I became this type of person, right? Cause I'm a little, I'm a little different than like my family. And I'm like, well, how come everyone got raised in the same house? And I ended up this person and I, and I look all the way back, I'm like, when did it start? Mm-hmm. And I look back like 18, 19 years old, I, I started working out because I played hockey and I was, I was getting injured. I was tearing my shoulders apart because I was like, all of a sudden going up against like six foot two, 225 pound men. And I was like a boy at 145 pounds. So I started working out and then that led me to health and I started making the decision to eat organic. And back then I, I could barely afford anything, but I remember it was like, I ate the same things every single day and the apples and the broccoli and the oranges and even uh, like the chicken breasts and the eggs. I started just making sure, okay, I'm not going to eat out anymore because that costs too much money and I'm going to eat hundred percent organic. And that was just a decision to be healthier and perform at a higher level in hockey. And that was, that was it. That's when I started meditating. And, and so I can only imagine. And so now you and I are both involved with this company called Purium. And I see the same thing happening. People are getting on these superfoods, which are designed to pull out the toxic chemicals that are sprayed on our food. And I hear story after story after story of people mentioning, they don't even really have the words for it, but they're mentioning that they're becoming more spiritually aligned in 30 days, you know, or in six months, they, they start to get, they're, they're like clicking into themselves. And then I think back 20 years ago when I started eating organic and I realized like, wow, that, that might've been the catalyst to all of this, to all of my awareness and the, and opening up my, my perception, it might have been the food. And then I start looking at the agenda of the government and I don't really want to get into conspiracies and all that, but like the agenda of the government and the world elite is to keep the population under control. That's always been the agenda of a King, right? It's like King James makes a Bible to keep people under control. He puts his name on it. Like he, like everyone is like the elites, their job is to make sure that we stay you know, as a country, like as like so that they can they can just maintain control. And that's their, their agenda, which is fine. Uh, but so they're going to go into the food supply and they're going to make manipulations that 
probably aren't to our best interest, but it's to their best interest, right? And if we eject out of that and get all the chemicals out of the body, then we can have more alignment in the gut, which is receiving. What is the gut doing? It's receiving the plant and animals. If you're eating animals, it's receiving the plant and animal life. That is what? It's made up of light, air, earth, and water. And so if we, if we can make sure that that is happening fluidly, then we can get those elements into our body and be full beings. Mm, wow. So to be able to come to the words that are transmitting through you now, obviously, however long ago it was that you started to eat organic and truly know to a deeper level where your food was coming from, at what point did you realize, like, you seem like someone who's so highly intentional when you started to make that shift, whether it was veggies, meat, wherever it was not going out as much because restaurants are not fully organic. And if they are, you're paying for it. And uh, <laughs> that's just a fact. And, uh, you know, there, there, there are pesticides that are sprayed on restaurants' food. So you made this shift at home. At what time in your life, at what point in your life, how many years ago where you were like, wow, Purium, this superfood? What was it about this superfood that shifted your relationship to other food? So I was super skeptical about Purium. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I, I actually was, was, was told about it five years before I, I became partners with the company and, and I owned a gym at the time and all, and I was just kind of like, I was taking tons of herbs and I didn't really take gym supplements. Mm -hmm. I, I was getting super high level, like, uh, elk velvet tip like it's kind of like deer antler but like elk velvet tips uh i was i you know all the chinese traditional chinese medicinal herbs i was taking all of that so when i was approached with purium and given a gift card code i just thought in my head like well this can't be better than what i already know right like it, it just can't be i didn't even go to the website and i never went to the website <laughs> and then uh and then i got aligned with the company because Troy Casey came to, to my house. We were having like a, my partner Seema used to throw these, these like raw food dinners where she would teach people how to make like this raw food, uh, like meal and dessert. And they're awesome. And I would co I would like teach kind of like, I would do some energy and Kundalini work with the people. And Troy showed up with his power shake He's like, gave it to people and everyone was responding. Like everyone was like, this is awesome. Like, this is so <laughs> awesome. And uh, I was like, okay. Like I, and then um, Seema wanted to, to actually partner as a brand partner. And I was like, well, if you're doing it, I'll do it. Right. So I kind of got in kind of just like, I would say, as a default because she was getting in. And this is your girlfriend. Uh, huh? And this is your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And and we and and so I'm saying this to say that I was so skeptical, so skeptical, because I was like anti-supplement actually. And it and it looked like supplements to me. And then she became part of the MAP council. She started working really good and, and I was supportive and I was kind of like, 
Uh, it's a network marketing company, which is awesome, which we can get into. So we were kind of working with the foods, helping people get healthy. We were, we were, she was basically going after all my, um, I shouldn't say going after she was supporting <laughs> all of my, my old, I'd close my gyms down. She was, oh. she was getting all my gym clients on this and they were making more change in six months than, than I seen them make in six years. Wow. It was nuts. I have people that came every single day working out intensely. They get on the ultimate lifestyle transformation. They continue taking ultimate lifestyle transformation for six months or core four for six months. And it was like these guys that were like pudgy and full of estrogen. All of a sudden their faces just started becoming like hormonally. You could tell that they were just becoming men. And the women were also like the ones you know, people come to the gym and it doesn't, a gym doesn't equal fitness. It doesn't equal health, mm-hmm. especially if you're still eating poison. So these foods were just like changing people. And then I met David Sandoval and Sandoval was cause, cause Seema was on the council at the time, the advisory board of the company. And so we went to go help out for a retreat uh, actually, we went and cooked for one of the Awaken retreats, which is the company Aperium funds these autistic the families that have autistic children. They fund vacations for them so the family can take a vacation and that the autistic child can be nurtured by uh, the staff of the Awaken Project. It's a really beautiful cause. And I started having these conversations with Sandoval and I started realizing that, dude, this guy is like, 20 years beyond my understanding of health, like 20 years minimum. And I'm like, this guy's decades beyond what I was even aware of, like what I should be considering. And, and that's when I started like falling in love with the company. And it was my own walls that I had up projected against supplement companies and Perium's not necessarily a supplement company, but I'd seen them all owning the gyms, right? And quote, unquote, I've seen them all. Right. Right. And so I didn't really want to, to, to accept that this could be teaching me something. And there's a lot of people that I see are like that. And I, and I love it because it's like I was the exact same way. And what I can tell you is that the more that you find out about these superfoods, the company, the mission, the more, especially someone like you will fall into it or fall in love with it. And that's that's the the trust that I have in this. And this is the impact that I see that Perium has, has on people. What do you feel like, Ra, you would say to yourself five years ago, if you were here in regards of like, hey, brother, these walls that whether it's pride, whether it's ego, whether it's like I, whatever, whatever belief system it is, what would you tell yourself of which you also feel you would tell someone else is like, I have this wall up about supplementation or about network marketing, where you're standing now in the seat of a heart-centered leader that is here to share human technology to upgrade the human spirit to evolve our lives what would you tell yourself are you you mean like what would i tell my if if because like you don't have these resistances right now to supplementation you're saying like what would i tell myself to 
persuade myself out of the 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 stance that I was in. Whether it's persuasion yeah. or is it more like let me pull the, let let me let me let me turn the light on. Let me cuz I don't think there's a light that's on in one side of the corner right now. Right. Can I yeah, turn this light on for you. Yeah, that's a good way of explaining it. Right, because I think back and I say like what if Troy would have sat me down. It literally would have just taken a sit down and <laughs> explained to me. But the thing is, we were friends. Right. And so I, I and, and what, however it worked out, it worked out for him because I ended up signing up with him. But uh, so, but I think, and I think like, wow, what if I had this Because I owned gyms at the time and I could have, I could have done so much better of a job for everyone. And I think that that's where the focus would be on was look at the influence and the network that you have now. Can you take 20 minutes to sit down and really have a discussion about what Perium is? And because it's not just the supplement company, this is a transformation company in all aspects. And even greater than that is the network marketing portion, because as a gym owner, what I'm passionate about is helping people, serving people. And with the network marketing portion of Perium, I can serve people at a depth that is much, much deeper than teaching people about push-ups and pull-ups and, di- and, and even like the diet that I thought I knew and even yoga. Like that when you actually add into this teaching people how to create money, which is currency, which will add energy to their life, like the in this reality, how current, how the energy flow shows up, how the story that we're telling ourselves is that it shows up in these little green pieces of paper. Okay. And when you actually can support people in attaining more green pieces of paper, the teaching aspect, the supportive aspect is, I would say it's multidimensionally more gratifying and more even challenging than everything I was teaching people in the gym. And that is super exciting for me. Mm-hmm. So within my network marketing organization, all the stuff that I loved about the gym, minus the stuff that I didn't like about it. So the stuff I didn't like about the gym, the main things were massive overhead. So I could make $60,000 and 40, 40, 45,000 of it a month would go out in bills. And I make one mistake. One, like the mistakes are big, right? You make, I I opened a second gym, for instance, and that probably cost me like $150,000 in the hole. And 10, actually it was like a year and a half of my life. So the mistakes are big and the risks are big with, uh, so that's one thing, big overhead. Second thing is location dependent. Like I had to stay in downtown Los Angeles because that's where I opened up my gym. I could never just go live in Italy for six months if I wanted to. And the third thing, which is super important, which I never felt in alignment to, is that I was taking advantage of human beings, which we call employees. But in traditional business, you're, you're hiring a human being and utilizing them as a tool to make as much money off them as you can and pay them as little as possible. That is the function of a traditional employee. And that never felt right to me because my employees were all my friends. The coaches in my gyms, the staff, my, this is the place I went to every single day. They were all my friends and they'd go home 
barely be able to pay rent, barely, you know, not be able to afford a, a decent car. And I would have more than them. And that relationship never felt good within network marketing. Like I said, those are the things I didn't like about the gym in network marketing. There's no overhead. We operate purely in the profit zone. Our organization sells X amount. We get a percentage of that. Uh, there's no risk. There's no having to, to be responsible for, for anything uh, in terms of financially supplying the products. Number two, location dependence is not a thing. can live anywhere in the world. And number three, uh, the employee boss relationship has been traded for partners. And it's our duties, the way that we get more successful is to help others become successful. And when you talk about success within network marketing, it's personal development, it's business development, it's pushing past your limiting beliefs of what you can do in this reality. And all of that is the stuff that I love. And so it's actually to our benefit if the people in our organizations make more money than us and have more impact than us. And that's what we're looking for. We want to lift people up. And to me, this is the closest thing to an ascended business model that I can think of. And this is just another thing in my life that I feel completely in alignment to. It took me a while, mm. but now I'm like, okay, I created this and this is so much more perfect for me as a business than I could ever imagine, like ever. And I'm excited for what's to come after this because I know this isn't the only thing. This will be a stepping stone to teach me a whole bunch of lessons to attain wealth mm. to a degree that I'm, I'm making multiple amount of money than I was when I owned the gyms. And this is, you know, I'm two years in and this is just the beginning. And the good thing is I'm helping other people. Many, many people in my organization are making more money now than they ever have in their life. And that's really cool to see people going from living in a car as a, you know, as a yogi, like someone just like us who doesn't have this money thing figured out and then stepping into, into wealth at a greater degree than they ever have. So the light is, hey, all the things you love now it exists here. Mm. It exists with Imperium. The, the supplement thing, like that's the easy part. Okay. Like that was the easy part to understand that these are actually guaranteed to work superfood, like guaranteed money back. That it's going to blow your mind and scientifically proven to do things no other foods can do. So those two concepts right there, you can't, you're not putting anyone at risk. You're not ripping anyone off. Everyone's going to have a good experience if they don't, they get their money back. So from a business standpoint, that's the type of product you want to stand by. But it was this whole other thing called network marketing that I really didn't understand that I, I'm so in love with and so passionate about that I can work on this every single day and, and, and I'm in so much alignment to it. I love it so much, man. Yeah, I, I reflect in a few ways where I was listening to this podcast um, uh, with Tim Ferriss and he was saying how early 1900s, a normal nine to five, maybe 40 to 60 hours a week, the amount of money that they were making could pay your mortgage, pay your bills, put food on the table and go and maintain savings and go on one or two vacations a year. Nowadays, 40 hours a week in a nine to five, barely pays the mortgage, bills, puts food on the table, definitely not going on a vacation and hardly maintaining savings. 
And so I share that because for me, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm a yogi. I was teaching 15, 20 classes of yoga a week here in Boulder, Colorado. And in my first seven months of working with Perium, I made more money than I did in five years of teaching yoga. And it blew my mind. And it well, changed my life. Yeah. You can only really teach 20 classes max, right? Because you have to drive back and forth from the studio. Oh, and, just and then do the math, everybody. 20 classes. How much do yoga teachers get paid? I'm not asking you, Alec, but like do the math. You're talking like 20 to like master yoga teachers getting paid 40, maybe top 1% are getting paid 50 a class, but most are falling in like the 30-ish, 30 times 20, you're making $600 a week. I mean, come on, this is like minimum wage. Yeah. But you're enlightening people. You are a value, but this, the system's broken. And as a, as a gym owner, it took me five years before I took my first vacation. I was living in the back rooms of my gyms. I was hustling for five years and then, and then, like I said, I said, I'm making multiple of what I was making at the gym. I'm comparing that to the height of the time when I was making the most money in the gym from a lot of it. It was like, you're struggling to keep the lights on because the gym's opening across the street and this gym's opening two miles away and you have to like buy more equipment and like crap. All right. I'll spend $11,000 on new rowing machines. Cause mine aren't the best looking. And it's just like constant, constant bills and bills and bills and Taxes. Oh man, I forgot about the taxes. <laughs> like so, <they're>, not <laughs> just about what is it about the human and spiritual journey? We're like, wait, taxes? That's <laughs> <laughs> a what? <laughs> I feel that man. You know, I I love it, Raw. I I have myself my I have a vision. I have a deep vision in how I get to and how I will serve yoga through the platform of cultivating economic empowerment that Purium provides for me and others, where it is, as you were saying, economic permaculture. We build each other up. And to me, that is the evolution of our, 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 our financial future. It is the future of food. And I'm curious for you, Ra, what's your vision? Because I know Purium's not my end game. I know Perium's not your end game. Right. I know that it's a stepping stone. I know that it is a massive pillar in the life path that I have chosen, that my soul has embodied here and now on this planet for you. Are you open to sharing? Like, and I've never heard it, so I'm excited. What's your vision? Where where do you where are you going? So wanna go. I I find that it's very important to like this comes to like that whole future past present thing like right now it's perium but i'm so present in perium because i know that it is a stepping stone it is it is what is now and through that i will become what's next and there's so much i'm learning about communication and the human experience within perium that i will take that value and that i'm learning into the next thing and what the next thing is for me is I was mentioning earlier that you can do anything at this spiritual level, right? And so I'm looking into, let me just back up and say that a couple years ago, I, I was co-president of this company that it was called the Human Network. And the goal of it was to end capitalism. Hmm. Maybe that was, was where the mistake was. It was focused on like a negative it was focused on a destructive aspect and it didn't, it didn't take off. We were meeting with like Deepak Chopra and billionaires and it didn't really get, it didn't, it didn't bite. 
and hold on. Uh, and I think actually I just realized in this moment that if, if the goal is to end something, you cannot destroy anything. Everything's about creation. And so maybe next time I'll focus on what to create as opposed to what to take down. But, um, the whole point I was saying is that, uh, that's kind of been my goal is like, how does this, how does this financial thing, this thing we call money or, or resources, cause money's just this made up thing, but how does, how does it become abundant for everyone? And that's, I feel like the technology exists and the, and the human spirit exists where we, we can all have more if that is our choosing. Some of us come to this planet to not have Ferraris and they want to sit under a waterfall and that's free and that's cool. But the, there seems to be a lot of people suffering, not having enough, and they, they seem to, to want more. And so I want to start working my way up through the, the financial system and figuring out where this spiritual, this Michael Jackson singing, where is this level in the financial sector? Where is that? Like, where, what is the road to this, like, super conscious, spiritually aligned wealth status? Like, and I don't know if that exists. And I, and I think there's people that have gone that route before. But me as a teacher, I feel a little bit uh, pulled, right? There's that desire that I, and that responsibility. I'm going to, I'm going to respond to that. And I'm going to go in the direction so that I know what to then, you know, share with others of how to do this thing that we call money. Uh, Because however fake or real it is, like it is still something that we all subscribe to. Like we, we all subscribe to it. So it is a real concept that we're bringing in. So, so Perium is teaching me how to communicate. It's teaching me how to gather groups of people, how to enroll them into vision. It's teaching me how to teach others how to do the same. And I feel that if we can all bring that into reality, right? Right now we've got a system and we've got a lot of people that complain, this is wrong, this is wrong. But if we can switch that into thinking about how can we create what is right? How can we create what is in alignment to us and, and all take responsibility for that? The world has just had a massive freeing up of human energy. So many people lost their jobs and so many more people will. And that is such good news because, for instance, there's like 100,000 teachers. I'm just making this number up. And they're, te- they're all teaching like first graders math, right? And they're all teaching like 30 first graders math. I, I think that's massively inefficient. One teacher can be teaching all of the students, right? Which means that what? We have 99,999 teachers who are smart that can add to society and create something new. This is what we've all been sort of waiting for, this shift, right? Where we take all the wasted energy, right? Like everyone going to work and doing the same job. Now one person can do that job and everyone's fearful because they're going to lose their job. But it's it's good news in the grand concept because the human being is now going to be able to contribute in a massively more effective way through things like Zoom, right? Like we don't need to have one-on-one conversations anymore. We can have one-on-one million now. 
And if everyone's having this impact, if everyone's doing life at that level, then the human species is going to like rocket ship up. And this whole, you know, every, this, this whole thing that comes to us packaged in the COVID reality where everyone's losing their job, it could be the start of something so, so glorious if we can, we can just get aligned to it. Right of of what could be the possibility here. I love it. I love it. I agree. the The potential reality that comes when we break down our walls. Not even just speaking about Purium, but any resistance that our mind creates towards this person, that traffic jam, Purium network marketing, your job, your relationship, the conversation we don't want to have. All of it's yoga. All of it is opening and leaning into how to move through into one's true self. I, I love it. I love it, man. And there's no rules. And that's the, that's the great thing. This whole thing exists for our experience, right? And when you, that's what I, I tell people is like, if you look through history, like there's always been drama. There's always been turmoil. Mm-hmm. And we come to this planet if you, and if you want to attach a meaning to life, like the meat, imagine coming to life and all you did was sit on the beach and eat and drink and go to sleep. Like what would be the actual purpose of that? If you go into nature, right? If you go walk into the forest, you see a frog eating a dragonfly. Is a dragonfly complaining that it's being eaten? No, because that's, that's the experience. Like there's, <laughs> there's like savage stuff going on in the forest, like anywhere you go into the jungle, you go like, there's like, you think that our reality is like, like you compare it to nature and you see like, Oh, the, the higher beings are taking advantage of the lower beings. And if you were the designer of this universe, you would make a system where the higher organizations would feed on the lower organizations. Maybe that's incorrect language, but that's the only way you make a self-perpetuating organism and understanding like the dragonfly or like that, the frog and the dragonfly, like sometimes we're the frog and sometimes we're the dragonfly and understanding our relationship to that in life and realizing that this is the experience we are here for. And that now it's these things that we look out for and it might be uncomfortable, but it's here for us. And then we can have this beautiful experience. And that's, that's what we're here for. This is it. And it's always been this way. I love it. It has always been this way. And uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here on this planet. I'm grateful to have the intelligence that I have that is ever expanding and open. I feel very open. And uh, I'm so grateful for this conversation, Ra. It's so awesome to have you on this podcast, man. I, I wonder, as we do wrap, the final question that I always love to ask, and I know that you're going to bring something profound, is... Oh. Well, <laughs> I mean, you've already brought so much <laughs> profound insight. What is what is one golden nugget that you would love to offer to our listeners who are here still with us through this entire conversation as they move forward on their human journey? Whether it be in yoga, whether it be in life, just one golden nugget. Oh, man. It's just, you know, the thing that we all do is breathe, right? And the breath is, is an interesting thing because y- you can do it 
you can try to breathe, right? So you can tell yourself to inhale and tell yourself to exhale and consciously do it and constantly control it. But if you stop doing that and you just watch and you watch the show of your own body doing the breath, you can realize that the breath is both, it's, it's, it's something that you can control and manipulate and it's something that's happening to you. And it's, and it's always happening through you. And so taking that concept into every aspect of your life and realizing that like, yes, you can control this if you want, but just like the body finds perfect alignment and it knows how to breathe better than your brain knows how to breathe. Like there's something similar to the breath threading through us all that is happening right mm-hmm. so we can we can be the the one observing or we could be the one controlling but really it's the it's the we're the experience of of all of that and so there's that thread it's connecting to that and we can use the breath to to train ourselves to practice mm-hmm. that within life mm. it's a beautiful golden nugget remembering to breathe yes indeed and the profound insights that it that it the in, in, intricacy the the intricate means of what it means to breathe i'm sure you can talk for hours about breath work and, and, and <laughs> breath happening i guess breath work is uh is the manipulation of it but then it's also there's there's the reverse yeah that right i love it man well brother thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and be on our, our podcast show. It's been a blessing to be here in season four and having this podcast online the last five years and just so grateful to know you, to work closely and to love life here as a human being on planet earth together. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Alec. Absolutely, brother. Namaste, man. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Yoga Revealed Podcast. I'm grateful to tap into Ra's wisdom that is clearly channeled through a decade plus of devoted practice. Be sure to follow Ra on Instagram at Ra underscore of underscore earth and send him a message letting him know what you thought about this episode and conversation. And do us a favor and share this episode by going to our Instagram and tagging Ra myself, Alec Love Life Yoga, and Yoga Reveal, and we will repost it. If you feel the attraction to what we represent in Purium, message myself or raw, and the rest of your life can be the best of your life, not only because of these superfoods, also because I know that you are devoted to practicing yoga, that which brings more healing into your life and that of others. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in to the Yoga Revealed podcast. I love you, and I love the work I get to do in this lifetime. Until next time, this is your brother here in Boulder, Colorado, sending you all the aloha vibrations. Namaste. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.